Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. My name's Justin, and we are broadcasting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm just waiting on my co-hosts here to uh, get signed in. Um, just wanted to touch base really quick before we get started. Uh, you can catch us on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, just hit the follow button and the like button on those as well. And um, also look in our chat room and we have a couple links that I put up there for you, which is the uh, a video of a guy who was diagnosed with ALS and the videos of mine and Eric's ALS challenge, as well as the Paratruth Radio YouTube channel. And I've got Eric. Yay, we got Eric. Yeah, what's up? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is a weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. <clears throat> and then, uh, now we've got Arian. Hey, Arian. Hello. Or sublimely elegant, as I should say, I guess. Either works, man. I'm sublimely elegant. I'm Arian. I'm everybody because I am God. You are not. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. All right, folks. Well, we have our special co-host, Sublime Mulligan, on with us today, and Eric oh, is on with buddy. us. Too. <laughs> and uh, we are going to be discussing werewolves today, guys. Wait, hey, what? I got a ton of data on, like, captains of Vikings, man. Well, then what? you're going to be ill-prepared for this yeah. show. That's your loss. <laughs> I'll tell you all about Vikings, though. <laughs> if it uh, if it applies to werewolves, then so be it. Vikings are werewolves, man. There are Vikings that are werewolves. Very true. Where's our sound effects, man? What sound wow, effects? Our howling effects. Did you use one? Oh, no, I didn't. That's right. I forgot I had them. Well, we're going to be talking about... Werewolves. All right. Um, and then for those of you that have been following us on Facebook, I did put out there that if we get 10 live listeners tonight, I will do the cinnamon challenge on air and was warned <laughs> that I shouldn't do it, but I'm going to if we get 10 live listeners. You know um, one person died doing who, that. That's okay. Who warned <laughs> you not to do it? Nadine. <laughs> that's okay. I did the cement challenge. Women don't know. Women <laughs> just can't handle it. That's the problem. Well, so we'll just... as I said to Shelly, if I had asthma or anything, I'd be worried about it. But <laughs> I'm a fairly healthy 33-year-old guy, so I think I'll be okay. <laughs> All right. So from your research, Eric, um, let's get started a little bit with the background of werewolves. Well, Seeing as we I mean, both know a lot about them anyway. I know. I was going to say, let's, let's uh, discuss this little idea of research, because I didn't really do any research coming into today's <laughs> show, um, considering the amount of research we've done in the past on werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> I just printed um, up Eric little research thing to remind me of stuff that I may forget. Right. I understand that. I did the same thing. Just a handful of little things to cross-reference and mess around with here and there. Um, 
as in any other show. Correct me if I'm wrong or trailing off or anything. I'll do uh, likewise. <laughs> <laughs> you know how we get. Uh, but the 1500s, if I'm not mistaken, was right around some of the first uh, accusations of werewolves. Um, many claim that werewolves are simply people due to witchcraft, wolfsbane, other magical spells and whatnot, uh, drinking out of the paw of a wolf. When we say it rains and there's some water in the paw print of a wolf, right. if you drink out of that, you turn into a werewolf. Uh, and, of course, most people know what a werewolf looks like. Uh, there, there's been multiple uh, designs for the werewolf. One is being just looking like a wolf, simple as that, like you see any timber wolf out in the wild. Uh, you have, like, the wolf man, who is very much, uh, looks like human form, but just really hairy, kind of really short, weird-looking snout, sharp teeth. Uh, and then you have your more modern-day werewolf, I think, in a sense, uh, which is, like, those from uh, Underworld. Right. <laughs> really big, long snout, giant teeth, usually standing around seven to eight feet tall. Um, the one thing that they all have in common is their anger issues, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're not having a laugh or lack of a better word. Uh, <laughs> they have no control. And, right. I, you know, in the one of the big things today, looking back on some of the old myths, uh, and, and not just myths, but what people have actually written down in books as 100% fact. You know, people actually believe this to happen in their own town. Right. Uh, was that these people would literally transform into these creatures and look like something completely different. Uh, but we today, and there's been a number of different uh, studied it, there's been detectives who studied it, uh, psychiatrists who studied it. Um, yep. They've claimed that it's nothing more than a psychological uh, problem known as uh, lycanthrope uh, disorder. And Basically, I mean, if I were a werewolf, for example, I would look just as I look now. Only difference is I would be a little meaner. I'd be kind of ferocious. I'd attack people randomly. Uh, and on some extreme cases, uh, people believe that this whole lycanthrope disorder was possibly due to rabies. Um, you know, you think of people going out in the woods, hunters in particular, getting bit by some kind of rabid animal, and then coming back to the town completely different, foaming at the mouth, attacking people, so on and so forth. Uh, I mean, that's kind of like more or less what has happened since the 1500s and so on, uh, based on, I, I mean, again, there's like a number of different stories out there you can look up. You look up just the word werewolf, and you've got hundreds of different stories. Right. Um, I mean, even those going back to witch uh, witch trials and whatnot. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a, what, do you, what do you think? I mean, what do you have? Um, well, I think that that uh, the rabies idea is probably the most logical explanation of it. Um, mm -hmm. There are tales of people being born to werewolves and the curse moving on to through the bloodline. Um, and these are actually probably legends that were just told story and just became legend. Um, there's also curses dating back to 
the BC times where Zeus cursed um oh what is it welcome back everybody uh Lycaon um mm-hmm. who was transformed into a wolf because Zeus cursed him um this dates I mean this idea of man to wolf dates back a little bit longer than what we think of, but the most modern ones, as you said, start in the 1500s. Um, and um, there are, there is the disease uh, where people are actually covered in hair, and that's right. where the Wolfman idea kind of comes from. Right, and that was something that was popular, uh, unfortunately, is popular in, the, in Europe. Uh, where people would have that disease, they'd be covered in hair, but they'd also have receding uh, gums, uh, receding gums, and receding flesh around the nails, uh, giving them the yeah. appear the nail the appearance as if it's long and sharp. Yeah. Which, in a sense, goes back to all the vampire history as well. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, Aaron, what about you? What did you find as far as uh, history? with werewolves in, in uh, video games and uh, just media in general? Well, there's, a, there's an extremely interesting thing that I think might have been a little overlooked between uh, what you two were talking about. I know that uh, it was very recent, actually, as recent as like the 1920s, 1935 even, uh, that the idea that a silver bullet can actually kill a werewolf was introduced. It wasn't. It was a very recent idea, and hadn't been around for a while. As for the video games and media and stuff, there's actually quite a bit of games that have touched on the werewolf idea, and it makes sense because werewolves, as you have researched on yourself, have been quite popular for quite a long time. Uh, so it's only fair that eventually a video game would touch on the idea or the subject of a werewolf being around, such as things like. Skyrim, Altered Beast, The Wolf Among Us, which I know you've played yourself, Justin, and uh, The Order 1866, The Sims 3 Supernatural. There are many, many games that have the uh, werewolf aspect in it. Well, and one of uh, Eric's and I's favorite shows is Supernatural, and that's touched base on the werewolf at an early stage, because now it's kind of just different than it was. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... Oh, go on. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just... Uh, I was to just going to... Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, based, not just Supernatural, there's so many shows out there and movies in general uh, with the werewolf factor in it. Uh, Teen Wolf on MTV is a huge one. Oh, um, yeah. You know, they just... I think they're in their fourth season. They're just wrapping up their fourth season now. Might be fifth season. I can't remember. Um, and, and, and that one alone, I mean, the silver is one way to kill them, but there's so many other ways to kill werewolves too, according to them. And it's it's the one thing about that history tells you is there's always going to be a new story, and those mm-hmm. stories are going to be turned into facts at some point because uh, people right. are going to start believing them. Uh, yeah, we believe that, or it has been believed that wolfsbane was one way for a person to turn into a werewolf. Mm-hmm. According to Teen Wolf, Wolfsbane is also one way to kill a werewolf. Right, that's uh, one way. Like right, it's actually very toxic to them. Uh, and then, of course, you go as far as, dare I say it, the Twilight 
Siri. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know don't... no one wants to hear about this. Yeah, I don't know. You might want to stop, man. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we when you think back, at the very beginning when werewolves, some of the most early uh, werewolf encounters and uh, books that were written or stories, werewolves always been very vicious, evil creatures to come across. Mm-hmm. And now here in today's time, we're trying to make them this you know, like us, there's something to be loved, something that's good, something that's kind, so on and so forth, and they're protectors. Yeah, we're and that's actually that's actually a very interesting point because uh, the Wolf Among Us, which is a very recent game by Telltale Games, actually puts you as a protagonist of Bigly Wolf, which is actually the big bad wolf or okay. a werewolf, and he is uh, he has an he has his anger issues. This is very true, but he's a sheriff of the town of the Fable area, and he tries to do good. And the game itself is actually controlled around what the player decides, and actually has multiple different endings. So uh, I think it's very true what you said that in modern days, uh, werewolves are actually trying to be loved and uh, looked at in a different light, uh, as opposed mm-hmm. to just the things that can kill everyone. Right. Well, look at, um, I mean, both werewolves and vampires have been becoming romanticized. Look at Anne Rice's um, interview with the vampire, vampire saga, or series, and um, hers was actually the one that kind of started it for the vampires, romanticizing vampires. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, there's also the Vampire Diaries on CW, uh, yeah. the originals, which kind of shows both vampires and werewolves, amongst other creatures that I'm sure we're bound to talk about at some point. Uh, yeah, while we're on the radio, it, it's just amazing how Wait, things change over time. No, no, I was just kidding. We're not really on the radio. Oh, okay, good. I thought it was just like post. No, I know. Yeah, no, I know you get nervous and stuff, so I just. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. All right, we'll go back and erase the blind. The alien here is always. <laughs> yeah, we're live on air on radio, Arian. Forgot to tell you. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to. Oh, shit. All right, all right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, folks. I think we're going to take our first break here. Um, Eric has a um, music piece that he put together instead of the um, random fact of the day today. So we're going to do that and a little bit more of a little bit of music, and uh, we'll be right back. Is it sad? Thank you. 
Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratrooper. Ladies and gentlemen, sublimely elegant here, as always. Hey, hey, hey. Calm right. down, buddy. Do that right. again, you're gone. We're back, everybody. We're back, okay. everybody. <laughs> welcome <laughs> yeah. to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. My name's Justin. I'm Eric. I'm sublimely elegant. All right, folks, one thing I did forget to mention at the beginning of the show is we are giving away our uh, decorative Eddie the Bigfoot plate still, so... If you want to get in on that, uh, we'll announce that just before the next break on how to win that. Um, also, I am still going to do the cinnamon challenge if we get 10 live listeners. So whoever's listening, get into the chat room or just call in to show that you're listening. And uh, you'll be hearing me hack and gag at the end of the show. So I, um, I have a question. Can I yeah. have that, that present or that gift? Am I am I capable of getting it, or am I not eligible? The Bigfoot plate. Yeah. You're ineligible. You're a co-host at this particular venue. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I I need that sound effect. I don't have that one. <laughs> yeah, I just I just made that myself. Oh, that was very nice. I liked it. Just record that, and we'll have it as a sound effect from now on. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> All right, oh, folks. Uh, if you've been listening in live, we are talking about... Holy crap. Werewolves. Um, so you've heard a little bit of the legends that we've been talking about. You've heard a little bit about the media we've been talking about. Um, we do encourage you guys to call in and give us your opinions or any legends that you know of that we haven't heard of yet. Uh, our guest call-in number is 914-205-5558, or you can just hop into our little chat room at the bottom of your screen there and uh, ask questions that way as well. Um, one thing that I do know of that I forgot to mention in the beginning is uh, werewolves are very common in... Germany as well as America. Germany is one of the biggest um, in legends for werewolves. Mm-hmm. And don't forget France. France, Transylvania. France is huge. Germany. Yeah, Germany has um, quite a few legends of werewolf attacks as well as uh, people being taken in the middle of the night by werewolves. Um, oh, I was wow. honestly surprised to see that there have been articles and um, newspaper articles and all that in in America of quote unquote uh, werewolf attacks. 
Um, and uh, <clears throat> just the accounts from people, eyewitness accounts, saying that they saw these people change. And now whether that means change psychologically or physically is the question. As Eric pointed out, there is a disease or a mental disease disorder called lycanthropic disorder which makes people think they're werewolves um, and that might be the entire well, let behind this as well as the rabies I'm you know, sorry go it, ahead no, I was going to say when it comes to people uh, claiming or making statements that they saw somebody change uh, into a world for whatever it is uh, it's likened much to how we react when we claim to see a shadow or see uh you know, like a giant bear or Bigfoot in the woods that really isn't there. Um, there was so much controversy back then, so much going on. People believed in vampires and werewolves and, you know, a number of de- different demonic entities that were running amok, uh, which that one's probably true, um, that they had to find a way to kind of liken everything, you know? And one of the yeah. theories is that all these people that were claimed to be werewolves and were executed for being a werewolf were actually serial killers, and they did testify that they were indeed uh, serial killers. Um, and it's possible that these people, you know, when they when they say they changed, they may have just became, you know, been nice one moment, and then all of a sudden became really angry and hostile and went to attack somebody. And we see right. that today as well. And we don't call them werewolves, we just talk, call them crazy people. Yeah. Um, you know, and we call the cops. And back then, it was completely different. Um, and one of the Regarding like all the different places uh, that these uh, the history of werewolves are, like you said, Germany and so on and so forth. One that I mentioned is France, and I know you and I have talked about this in the past, Justin. Um, and it's and I apologize ahead of time for anyone listening uh, if I butcher the name of some of these places and whatnot. <laughs> these birds, uh, <laughs> but one in particular. Uh, one story in particular is called The Beast of uh, Jebodon, I believe it is. Yes, I, in, I think that's how it sounds. Yeah, that's right. Do you know what we're talking about, Arian? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were just saying, yeah, that's right, or you actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so 1764 to 1767, this particular story took place in the mountains of south-central France. There have been recent studies, and there's been a number of different studies, but one recent study estimated that there was around 210 attacks, resulting in 113 deaths and 49 injuries. What's very interesting about these attacks is that some of the people that they found dead had uh, their members, their limbs, torn away from their body. Uh, Even wolves today are not necessarily known for biting straight through bone nor ripping people limb from limb easily. Right. Uh, but what they're saying is that whatever creature attacked them, these people, literally was able to rip the head off of somebody or crush the skull. And, and it takes a lot of pressure to crush someone's skull. Uh, right. And a number of other things, you know, just complete, you know, arms and legs devoured and gone and ripped to shreds. And they were, I mean, it was a, Crazy. I mean, you think about the, how many does 210 attacks. That's a lot of attacks in three yeah. years. Uh, and there were so-called werewolf hunters that were sent out uh, out into that area to find this beast 
And they claim they did, and they ended up killing a giant timber wolf, uh, or gray wolf, with the, the same, for those of you who don't know. Um, but it was rather big animal, and they claimed to have caught it, killed it, done. However, several days later, the attacks began again. Um, there have been a number of theories, and one of the big ones that I, I watched this particular show on the History Channel, it, it, took, uh, it was back in October of 2009, and mm-hmm. like I said, I, t- I know I've told you about this, Justin. I don't know if you've seen it yet, or either of you have seen this. But it's called The Real Wolfman. And it was about a cryptozoologist and an American, I believe, detective who went out to this area in France to investigate these attacks and find okay. out just what exactly this animal was. And after hearing so many different stories and being able to track uh, the evidence, they ended up coming to a museum which claimed to have the beast, which was eventually shot point blank in the chest. Um, okay. And this beast ended up being a hyena. What's really interesting about this is that back then, uh, the kings and queens would actually get these exotic animals from Africa and had them right. shipped up to France or other parts of Europe and so on and so forth. So. The possibility of there being a hyena in this area was very likely at the time. And it would actually account for a lot of the way that these people were, were killed. Hyenas do have an enormous amount of uh, biting pressure in which yeah. they can easily crush the, crush bones without a problem and tear people or any creature limb from limb. And this, for a while, has been one of the... Uh, mainstream views as to what happened there about the hyena. However, later on, a guy named Michael Lewis had contradicted this theory, claiming that whatever beast had attacked the people back in France in that day had a bite mark of about 42 teeth, while hyenas only have 34 teeth. It's interesting because, I mean, I don't know how much evidence really is proving that there were 42 teeth. I mean, considering... I mean, back then, I don't know what how many cameras <laughs> were around back then. I'm sure right. Many, you know, and uh, what evidence supports it, but it's just, it's interesting, you know. It's really interesting that you think of a werewolf as one creature, but it ends up being something completely different. And it is very likely, again, that it was this hyena that was doing the attacking. And right. that there was actually someone training this hyena to do it, which makes a lot of sense, because there was this one man in that area, uh, I don't remember his name offhand, but he was disliked by the church and by the people around him. And he was kicked out of the church. So he came up with this master plan, got a hyena, trained the hyena, who, who hyenas are very well trained, um, or can be easily trained, killed a bunch of people, then later on took a silver bullet, killed the hyena, and then he became known as this great hero of the town. And to this day, he has his uh, statue there, being claimed as the werewolf killer of, you know, the city. Um, and the, it was interesting because the detective took a silver bullet, which would have been manufactured at that, at that time, and tried shooting the fake target at the distance in which this person had killed this hyena mm. and found that there was no way the bullet would have ever touched the hyena because just the aerodynamics in particular, they were, they were off. It never would have been able to do it. Uh, silver is way too hard and doesn't have, won't get the grooves to get the bullet spinning. Um, okay. So it's proved right, that, right. yeah, and so it's proved that this person would have had to stand point blank 
in front of this creature and pull the trigger. And if that was the case, it would make sense because this is the owner telling the hyena to sit, and then you pull the gun out and shoot. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is just one werewolf theory that, in as much as I can tell, has been completely just blown to smithereens and proved as not being a true werewolf encounter. Right. For those wondering, the conversation status of the gray wolf is LC, or least concern. Continue. <laughs> well, um, one of the other legends, which is closer to home, and Eric, you know about this, um, sublimely, I'm not sure if you know the legend, um, of the Briaro Beast, a lot of people believe that that is a werewolf as well. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and there's a number of stories. If you do that, I mean, all you have to do is type in Bray Road, and you get just a bunch of stuff on werewolves. Um, okay. Another thing that was interesting about that particular story, though, the Bray Road Beast, and I know there's a lot more history behind it than what I'm about to talk about, but I think it was five or six victims who claimed to have witnessed the Bray Road Beast and claimed it to be a werewolf. And they took a number of uh, lying tests and so on and so forth um, and ended up passing them all. But what was very interesting is that each one of these people knew each other in some way. Uh, and one person claimed that they were all family. So you have to question, you know, is there really something there or were these people just making something up? And I'll, I'll tell you firsthand, if you make, you know, say a certain lie long enough, you start to believe it yourself. So why not right. pass lie detector test, you know? Well, the conservation status of hyenas is unknown as far as I can find. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> they, um... That's why a lie detector test, quote unquote, is um, not a misreport because if somebody truly believes what they're saying, mm-hmm. then they're not lying. They're telling the truth as far as they know it. And their right. body won't react to that. Yep. yep. No, and when it comes to lie detector tests, I mean, they, even if you're in court and you had taken a lie detector test beforehand, they can't use that test against you in the court of law. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they're just. I mean, there's no guarantee that it's actually telling, like... It's too easy to break. Yeah. You know, you, you could fake it. Uh, it may just not register correctly. They just use it as a way to get you to talk, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Um, I think we're going to take our next break. Uh, folks, you're listening to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we're going to open Who up the... Who was the man, 1941, made the beast more universally known? Hmm. Sweet. Okay, anyways, we're taking our break. Um, we're opening up the lines uh, so that you guys can call in for the decorative plate. Uh, 914-205-5558. What caller do you want, Eric? Uh, let's go with caller number three. All right, caller number three, 914-205-5558, wins that plate. Call in. Hello, everybody. Sublimely Elegant here, as always, and guess what? I know you. Well, no, we've never met, but I do know you. I know you love Minecraft. I know you love the Internet. Now, I also happen to know you love colorful language. So instead of moping around all day, why don't you head on over to my channel and satiate your deepest needs? YouTube.com forward slash Sublimely Elegant. 
Ladies and gentlemen, sublimely elegant here as always, and you are listening to Ferret Truth Radio. Radio right here on Radio. Um, you are listening in live, and we have been talking about werewolves. And that little tidbit of game over music means once again we have not got a, a winner. So I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to give it away to our one and only call-in listener, um, Cameron. Are you there? Cameron? Whoa. Hey, dude, do you want the plate? That would be nice, yes. <laughs> All right, well, we are giving the plate away to Cameron. Um, he's Hi, Cameron. What's up? you. Call-in listener that uh, he calls in pretty much every show that he's able to, so we are giving him the plate. All right, Cameron, I'm going to put you back on hold. Congratulations, Cameron. I love you, Cameron. I hope you make it back someday. I love you. I want to talk to you more, and let's talk about the video game subject, eh? Okay. (laughs) You're scaring me. All right, dude. (laughs) All right, so we've been talking about... That's right, Aryan werewolves. All right, um, we've got about 13 minutes left like, for the show. Go ahead. I'm sorry, real quick. That particular clip that you play sounds like a wolf at a Browns game. <laughs> All right, real quick. The any fan at a Browns game. Well, you got that. Hoof, hoof. <laughs> Everyone always does that when you say you're from Cleveland. <laughs> Real quick, I'm going to give off a little list of games, a very little list, it's not a complete list, but a little list of games that have werewolves in them, should you want to play them. We have The Order, 1886, Skyrim, Minecraft has some mods, Altered Beast, Underworld, The Eternal War, Werewolves of London, Wolfchild, Wolfman, Castlevania, Legacy of Darkness, Diablo 2, Lord of Destruction, The Sims 3, Supernatural, and Sonic Unleashed. Play them, love them, werewolf them. Yeah. There's also that one game? that you did see, the Dragon Age Dragon Origin. Was that in there too? It, it, yeah. And what was that other game that uh, we played, Justin? Um, the one that I had a beat for you. <laughs> Every oh, <day>. um, <laughs> shut up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what? Legendary. Legendary. Yeah, that did have World War Two, didn't it? Yes, it did. I didn't include it because I knew you guys wanted to talk about it, but I did have some other words. I'll let you talk more, though. Go ahead. We're pretty much getting ready okay. to finish. Well, 1990's Werewolf was set on Red Earth, 
The Last Warrior is likely one of the first werewolf games ever made. The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Link is about as much a werewolf as he could possibly be, complete with a mildly disturbing transfer transformation when he goes into Lycan form. The Wolf Among Us obviously has Bigby Wolf, where he might be more wolf than were, but his transmorph has much to do with more of his anger issues than the moon. He does exhibit many traits of the werewolf. Brad Fang from Contra Hard Corps is a 100 million year old werewolf cyborg super soldier with a gun for the arm. Do I need to say more about that? No. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> right? Uh, movie The Wolfman from 1941 made the beast more universally known and a compound of where adult male human and a wolf or wolf is how the Germans have called it and as uh, Eric and I know Justin for sure know uh, 1942-1943 it was the code name for one of Hitler's headquarters. And uh, interesting that you bring up the man wolf thing because werewolf literally means an adult male man who turns into a wolf there was never any uh legend of a female werewolf until more recent times where uh there's women being bitten by wolves and then changing into werewolves and that sort of thing it was always a man wolf not a man woman wolf even though man could man or woman if you think of humanity but mm-hmm. right I'm also glad that you mentioned the word moon because we we're talking about werewolves changing and never once did we even talk about the moon oh yeah we even touched about the werewolf. <laughs> yeah. that's the most common and probably the first uh, thing I guess uh, that people associate wolves with in particular yeah, claiming sure. that they howl at the moon or they, wolves in general don't actually howl at the moon um, but people have associated them with the moon for whatever reason. Right. Uh, but one of the theories is that when someone was cursed, that curse would usually take effect during a full moon. Hence, when a man became a wolf, it would be during the full moon uh, based on that curse. Um, well, touching on that really fast, too, yeah. um, the moon also has weighing over people with psychological disorders. So if they have lycanthropic disorder, it would cause the same effect, which mm-hmm. if depending on what you believe is the real legend between the werewolf, that could be how the whole legend started was somebody with a mental disorder, or as you said, with rabies and somebody right. with rabies would be, affected by the moon as well. Any type of disease can be affected by the moon. Right. I'm affected by the moon personally at a personal level. When I look at the moon, I feel happy, but at the same time, I also feel like my teeth feel sharper and I want human flesh for food. I occasionally howl at a full moon, so it's all right. <laughs> um, it's all good. You know, I, I do that howl, every Halloween. One thing that I always do as well is I always howl at the end of yeah. the Halloween night. Um, I feel like you and me would get along well then. (laughs) Uh, Justin, in regards to you saying uh, that the moon has certain effects on some people, especially psychologically, for any of you listening who don't believe that, find someone or ask anyone who works at ER. They'll tell you the truth. Uh, Emergency rooms go crazy on a 
full moon. Um, real quick here, since we only have nine minutes left, uh, yep. as anyone who listens to the show knows, there's always two perspectives of everything we talk about. Uh, and I have yet to talk about any spiritual perspective here. I was ready to t- touch on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, on Paranormal State, which some people claim is being a huge fraud, other people don't. Um, I actually had someone on the sh- on my show a while back uh, that wrote a book saying that Paranormal State was completely fake. Regardless, mm-hmm, regardless, there was this one episode in which a family was living in the woods in a cabin and claimed to see a werewolf out in the woods. But after looking out and seeing a werewolf for a little bit, it would just vanish in midair. It just disappear. Um, you know, the one thing that's interesting about this particular cabin is that it has a history of satanic ritual in its basement. Um, you know, and according to two things here, Second Corinthians 11.14, it says, no wonder for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Now, the key word here is the word disguise. We all know that Satan being Lucifer one of God's greatest creations at one point, was full of light. He was the greatest angel ever created. And then he fell and became the angel of darkness, basically. Uh, He's known as the prince of this world. Um, Based on, going off of that, Genesis chapter 3, 1 through 15, also talks about Satan only taking the form of a serpent or a snake. So what we have here are two distinct images in which Satan has been able to transform himself into something else. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's been a number of different stories, and people have discussed this a number of times, about seeing black dogs or hellhounds or hearing growling on the side of their bed or uh, just in general at night when they claim demonic uh, influences happen to be around. Uh, and it's very interesting to me, and I think it's very probable, that... Some people who come to see werewolves, especially at night, aren't really seeing a physical being, but a spiritual one, perhaps manifested by a demon who's taking on a particular fear of someone. Uh, I mean, I know for a lot of people, when they fear something in particular, they just see it every once in a while, here and there. They think they saw that fear when it's not really there. And demons are very wise. They do understand this, you know, they see it. They know us better than we know ourselves. And they'll take mm-hmm. those fears and they'll transform them and manipulate uh, the atmosphere around them, more or less, to make you believe that they're true, that they're real, that they're really there. Um, what chances are that werewolves are truly there? Because, I mean, while it is, uh, you know, a very debated subject, I believe that you know, everyone has their personal beliefs and it's true mm-hmm. and I respect that, but... I mean, the idea of someone, even like Bigfoot, which I know you guys have talked about in an earlier uh, video, or uh, radio show, excuse me, um, very much could be associated as a wolf, as a werewolf, if seen incorrectly. He's very hairy, he's a man-shaped form, perhaps someone saw that, mis, uh, misconstrued what they saw. Uh, what do you think the likelihood of it is that he is? Oh, I'm hearing all kinds of things. What's going on here? Yeah, um, uh, yeah I don't know why that happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> Arian, in response to what you just said, 
Thank you. So, I'm trying. Let me just read. Let me say again what you were trying to say. It's basically what are the chances that the werewolf is a real being, a physical being, right? Basically. Right. Right. All right. Um, You know, I mean, there. I guess there is a chance for everything. You know, there is a possibility. but yeah. the one thing that we lack is hardcore evidence proving that these creatures do exist. Uh, any creatures, it doesn't matter what it is. There's no evidence. Right. Uh, werewolves, vampires, Bigfoot, uh, people have hunted them. They've searched for them. But they've never come up with any actual video, true video evidence that's clear. Uh, you know, they've never caught anything. They've set numerous traps. They've never caught a single one of these creatures or cryptids. Um and in the end, there's just no real physical proof uh, to say whether they're really here in physical form or not. Um, you know, what's interesting about that, too, is um, physically, a Bigfoot or a werewolf could exist if evolution did take hold. So, I mean, perhaps people are almost uh, wanting for these things to exist. I mean, clearly, because the... Uh, uh, idea of them exist, but I mean, it is possible that a being such as that could exist. There are actually people that have diseases to where they grow body all over their hair and look very much like what we would grow call body all over their hair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. I don't know if you guys have research on it. I can uh, look very quick, but uh, there is actually a disease where where a person can grow hair all over their body. There you go. And they, uh, they, yeah. they used to be used in like uh those old shows where they showed really weird, you know, smaller big people and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I agree. And that, that you're absolutely right about that. That's true. Um and I think a lot of this whole werewolf thing and even with the Bigfoot thing, it's a lot of mistaken uh identity is what it really yeah. is. Uh when it comes down to seeing a physical being out in the woods or wherever. Um but I think overall, when we truly think about what werewolf really means, and we look back in history, back to the 16th century, you know, all the way to the 14th century, so on and so forth, uh, even 1 AD, I mean, that, there's even stories that go back to there, and now it's the one for, in regards to North uh, mythology that you were talking about earlier, Justin. Um, yeah. Some of the first views of werewolves were all spiritual in nature. So I think, I mean, there's so much things that are plausible here, uh, but personally, I think the whole idea of a demonic influence or a satanic influence showing these beings, these creatures, is most likely, especially when you look at uh, the Salem Witch Trials, for example, where a lot of people okay, came... Okay, to cut off, guys, but we're about to go off air, so um, folks, sorry to cut everybody off, but we will see you guys I'm sorry next too. week. And... Uh, You've been listening to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio.
Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.